I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Successful people, whether in arts, craft, business, profession, and even in their personal relationship, all possess the same two elements that make them successful. They are inspired and they are excellent. Hi, I'm Francis Kong, and welcome to Inspiring Excellence, a podcast that will guide you to the path of excellence and inspiration, one episode at a time, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You're listening to Inspiring Excellence, hosted by me, Francis Kong. In this episode, we're going to be talking about maintaining healthy relationships. Are you ready to take the first step in becoming an excellent parent, child, or colleague? Keep on listening because this is Inspiring Excellence. I was invited to give a talk on parenting a couple of weeks ago. The topic assigned me was to expound and to share my views and opinions on Gary Chapman's seminal book, The Five Love Languages. I know the content of the book very well, and it has helped me understand and helped me with improving my leadership handle on my family members. I've actually seen how it can be applied in the workplace as well. Leadership begins at home. This is why I still give parenting talks and there was a time when I would do this when schools invite me, but today I've seen the need to bring this even to the workplace. This is a pro bono endeavor that I've done for years and still am doing today with the only premise that I have a date availability free from my corporate training obligations. But the invitation given me a couple of weeks ago has little context attached to it. It would be a gathering of dads and their great eight daughters in their school activity and the dynamics would be different had it been purely a parenting audience that I normally do and so a little bit more work needed in my lesson preparation so as to provide relevance for the occasion. And this is when I remember a material featured in Sam Lewis' website entitled The Five Asian Love Languages. His blog site indicates that he is a therapist in Seattle who specializes in multicultural issues and other things. I'm not sure whether he authored this or merely featured it, but the material does not only make me laugh a lot, as I see myself and perhaps a lot of my friends in an Asian heritage setting, especially the Chinois, Reflected in this, and perhaps it would be good to understand ourselves and figure out a better way to lead our family better. While Gary Chapman's book talk about the different love languages summarized into physical touch, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service. This Asian version of the five love languages comes in the following form and a little bit of an illustration to explain it. Number one, words of affirmation. Becomes lecturing. Ma, 
I buy you a gift. Why spend money? Says the mom. Kids need to be praised for who they are. They need to be empowered to trust their instincts. Instead, many Asian parents simply lecture their kids and treat them as non-entities. Number two, quality time. No time to play. You play piano. In the more traditional Asian family, play is usually non-existent. Parents are too busy working and trying to make more money. There was no such thing as leisure time to play like a... uh, Some other families in some Western Hemisphere would do, like going skiing or hiking or camping. Number three, physical touch. You get B+, I spank you. Hugs, kisses, and physical signs of affection are scarce. I can only remember vague memories of my dad holding my mom's hand. I've never seen them kiss each other. Consequently, it's almost taboo for Asian parents to display physical affection to their kids. Number four, acts of service. You have enough to eat? Here, you eat more. This is the one love language that most Asian parents think overrides the need for everything else. If they feed you, clothe you, put the roof over your head, they believe they've done their job. Rarely will they recognize the need for emotional nurturing and oftentimes are dismissive and critical of Westerners' desires to give attention and time to their kids. Number five, gifts. I pay for your tuition, I make you food. What more you want? Well, gift-giving is also big in the Asian culture. If they give you money, buy you things, then they believe that should suffice for caring for you. Why should they need to empathize or try and understand your point of view when they can just buy their way out of emotional entanglements? And then, of course, the waiver on this that says, this is not to be taken literally, it is a satirical tongue-in-cheek commentary. Funny but true to a certain degree, wouldn't you say so? I hear parents say, what are you complaining about? Have I not given you everything you need? This is akin to managers in the workplace saying, as long as you deliver, you're getting paid for it, aren't you? And then good people leave and they say, I can't get along with my boss and he or she never appreciates me. Does this not resonate with my children's complaints about their parents not really loving them? Parenting skills are soft skills, and this makes a lot of hard-nosed, traditional, and conventional parents uncomfortable. Yet they are necessary skills for raising kids. Soft skills in the workplace have never been given this much importance than it is now, in a world of hyper-change, triggered and driven by technology. Perhaps they are not so soft now, as evidenced by an increasing demand for such trainings as my office receives on a daily basis. Now people no longer why I would incorporate principles like this, even my leadership training. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Now, back to the episode. Have you ever heard yourself saying these things to your kids? Don't ask me. Ask your mother. You didn't beat me. I let you win. Big boys don't cry. Don't worry. It's only blood. Coffee will stunt your growth. A little dirt never hurt anyone. Just wipe it off. Get your elbows off the table. I told you, keep your eye on the ball. Who said life was supposed to be fair? Always say please and thank you. That way you get more. If you forget, you'll be grounded till the end of the world. You call that a haircut? This will hurt me a lot more than it hurts you. Turn off those lights. You call that noise music? We're not lost. I'm just not sure where we are. No, we're not there yet. When I was your age, I treated my father with respect. As long as you live under my roof, you live by my rules. I'll tell you why, because I said so, that's why. What's so funny? Wipe that smile off your face. Well, let me tell you what has happened. You are beginning to sound like your dad. There is always a tendency for people to make the same mistakes their parents did, even when they tell themselves, I would never do the same things my parents did to me. Many mistakes of parents are passed on to their next generation and the generations after. And then there's that ever-present curse that happens in so many families, yet strongly denied to be existent, and that is favoritism. When there is favoritism in the family, the tendency of parents is to always focus on the strengths of their favorite children and ignore their weaknesses. This could be a tragic thing. As a result, the glorious good qualities are overly magnified while the weak spots are hidden and would one day cause the blind sighting of the children. But what is worse is that other kids who did not enjoy the privilege would now begin to resent the favorite kid and eventually resent their own parents as well. Sometimes favoritism or the perception of it happens innocently and not intentionally. As a general rule, when parents start out in life, they have a lot less to share. Their businesses were just starting. Their careers were just taking off. Sacrifices were made and the older kids went through this. As a general rule, the older the parents get, the more affluent they become and the young kids begin to enjoy a lot more benefits compared to their older siblings. 
Culturally, the older ones were also reminded to be responsible for taking care of the young siblings, and so you have double tension here. The older kids received more reprimands, enjoy lesser things of comfort, and were told to take care and be responsible of the younger ones. Meanwhile, they see the younger ones enjoying more creature comfort things and receiving the perceived favorite treatment of the parents. So how can resentment not be a part in this equation as they grow up in their family? Wise parents should balance equity. This is the hard heart choice of refusing to let the younger ones enjoy extra privileges that their more affluent life can offer, but to purposefully train them to go through the states of discipline, hard work, and abstention towards bright and shiny objects that are made so available during their time. This is tough love, but the need to distribute fairness is an expression of parental love, and that is necessary. Parents need to keep records on this. And grandparents are even more vulnerable. Older people with more money and more time now look back and they generally have more to share with the things they are not able to do with their own children, and now the splurge it on the younger ones, and this causes immense tension within the family and begin to create unnecessary perception of favoritism. Now, with this as a background, you present these conditions to family businesses and what do you have? Family business squabbles, and the conflicts are there, and they escalate over time. Parents need to be very careful and to be equitable. If being equitable is not considered, then memory may fail, but the children never forget. And this is why parenting requires wisdom. Why is it easy to repeat the same mistakes parents did even though we determine we will not? Well... This is a bit of a mystery. Even specialists and experts in this field could not explain it adequately. Yet scriptures show us stories. Cain killed Abel out of envy. Joseph was almost killed and eventually sold to slavery because the brothers saw that Joseph was their father's favorite, the dreamer, and how his brothers almost killed him. Well, you know the rest. In this account alone, you can see that the siblings loved their father, but they resented the brother. How's that for family businesses? Perhaps it is a natural tendency. Perhaps it is natural depravity. Hard to explain. Parents do exert the strongest influence upon their children. This is why many people today are living dysfunctional lives because they are still trying to live up to their parents' expectations or are still trying to prove them wrong. And worst, they pass on the same faulty parenting to their children and their next generations. Parenting skills are essential leadership skills. They need to learn. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, back to 
the episode. It is easy to become disconnected in our relationships. How do we stay connected? How do we make relationships flourish? Have you had disagreements? I'm sure you have. There will always be disagreements. The only people who are in full agreement are dead people. They do not have the life nor energy to disagree. The question, therefore, is not on how to avoid disagreements, but how to handle disagreements agreeably. Keeping it as an issue is always almost deteriorating into personal issues. I spoke in the United Nations Center in Bangkok, where a gathering of more than 1,200 university students representing 87 countries gathered for a few days of leadership talk and community service. Speaking to people of multicultural and a diversity of nationality requires sensitivity and tact. Communication should be in English, and the speed of delivery measured so that the translators can catch up and foreign nationals would understand. After the presentation, comes the most challenging portion of the talk to practically every speaker and trainer I know. This is called the question and answer portion. Many a good presentation is broken down because of the speaker's inability to provide a coherent and competent answer. One speaker representing a country I would rather leave unmentioned approached the microphone vehemently, disagreeing with my point, challenging me with a provoking question which only by the grace of God enabled me to respond with facts and truths, I hoped was able to answer her query, while the heads of other participants nodded in agreement. This lady, which at that point seemed exasperated, tersely threw back the statement. In that case, I just have to tell you, Mr. Speaker, that I will agree to disagree with you for now. I smiled at her as in a fit of tantrums she went back to her seat. Well, I smiled and looked the other way and asked, any other questions? When the MC closed the session, the crowd of students came, surrounded me with smiles and handshakes and took what seemed like endless selfies. And when others asked more questions, and to my amazement came the same lady with a downcast face and a fallen disposition as he patiently waited till she caught my attention. And she says, Sir, I just came to apologize. And I asked her why. She said, When I went back to my seat, I just realized how rude I was to you as my emotions took the better of me. I responded, Oh, no offense taken at all. And in a forum like this, it is extremely difficult to fully explain our views and opinions, but I can assure you, I respect yours. Without saying another word, she sadly turned away to go back to her seat while other students tried to crowd me again. But I saw her actions, and this time I said, Wait, miss, please come back. This time her sad eyes gave way to fear and apprehension as she walked back towards me. When she came near me with a smile on my face, I said, Can I give you a hug? She did hug me, and her tears fell, and predictably, the rest of the students gave out an orchestrated sound. Ah, well, there will always be disagreements. So here are some ideas. One, you do not have to be right all the time. There is something wrong with you if you think you are right all the time. Two, you do not always have to have the last word. Some people need to have the last word even if their argument is logically flawed. Three, Disagreement should not be considered as a personal affront against you. 
For there are things we can always learn through disagreements and being corrected is a way for improvement. We need to cultivate effective communication skills and this is easier achieved when we develop people skills. Always respect the person even if he or she does not agree with you and respect always open doors for understanding and possible agreements. Being rude and arrogant and brash and vulgar and proud as seen in many movies are mere pretensions in the Hollywood soundstage, but it is not real. Courtesy and respect are still the lubricant for mutual understanding. Now, after listening to this, you may of course disagree with me, but rest assured, I will still respect you. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Excellence. For more inspiring and excellent episode updates, Follow Inspiring Excellence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. See you next Thursday. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.